Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's April 27th, 2021, and this is episode 69. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just on my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. New in theaters this week uh, is actually a film that opened up last weekend. <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat. Uh, this is from New Line Cinema, and it's an explosive new cinematic adventure inspired by the blockbuster video game franchise. So uh, I've never played the Mortal Kombat video game, but I've been aware of it. And now that this property's been around a while, and then here's, you know, his latest incarnation um, uh, on the big screen. Um, it is supposedly uh, hyper-violent. And, uh, you know, because it's basically like just amped up uh, mixed martial arts fighting. So, and lots of gore, um, lots of uh, kind of sci-fi stuff going on. Um, with these with these characters that fight each other, um, you know. Anyway, uh, I'm not planning to see it, <laughs> but but uh, Mortal Kombat also opened uh, simul- as playing simultaneously on HBO Max, since uh, New Line Cinema is is part of the Warner Brothers family. Uh, so you can check it out in you know all the gore <laughs> in theaters or. Uh, on uh, on HBO Max. Mortal Kombat is rated R by the Motion Picture Association for strong, bloody violence, shocking, and language throughout, shocking, and some crude references. Uh, yeah, I'm even more shocked. Something a little more down my alley is, is opening uh, exclusively on Netflix this Friday, April 30th. It's an animated comedy called The Mitchells versus The Machines. And uh, this is uh, brought to you by uh, some of the same team that worked on that great animated film from a couple of years ago, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, it's got a very unique animated style, clearly done uh, with with uh, CGI, but it, uh, you know, I think it looks, it, it, I, I'm intrigued. So, it's about a dysfunctional family that goes on this road trip, uh, but the road trip is unended, upended when they find themselves in the middle of a robot apocalypse and suddenly become uh, humanity's unlikeliest last hope. Um, here's the feel-good line. The Mitchells versus the Machines is about embracing the things that make us unique, learning what it means to be human in a world increasingly filled with technology and holding tight to the people most important to you when the unexpected hits. Uh, again, uh, this looks like a really, I think the focus is going to be on the comedy, although they're going to, you know, try to have, um, have some heart uh, with it. It's got a, 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 a fun vocal cast, uh, Maya Rudolph and Beck Bennett from, and Fred Armisen from Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live fame, um, Eric Andre, uh, 
is is voicing a character as is Oscar winner Olivia Coleman. So uh, anyway, uh, that's something that that's 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 uh, definitely on my radar um, to check out the Mitchells versus the Machines uh, this weekend. The Mitchells versus the Machines is rated PG by the Motion Picture Association for action and some language. Coming up uh, May 6th through 9th is the Turner Classic Movie Classic Film Festival. This year's film festival is, again, going to be held uh, virtually, meaning that uh, you'll be watching the movies from home if you're going to uh, participate. Uh, one cool thing, they did this last year, you know, because they had to cancel the festival. They had, they had the live festival already planned and just, you know, days before i guess it was a couple weeks before they finally you know had to cancel it uh, because of covid but uh this year they're they're having they're having their special festival programming uh starting the evening of thursday may 6th and going all the way through sunday may 9th on the turner classic movies cable network and 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 they're gonna have movies 24 7 so so uh, you ha- you only have to look at the look at the calendar and set your VCR <laughs> to see what what you want to see. Uh, the other thing they're, that they're doing this year, though, differently, is that uh, they're going to have uh, streaming programming on HBO Max. So they're going to have uh, some films, and then uh, also just a lot of of extras. They're going to tributes and interviews. And again, movies that you can screen, but also uh, just a lot of additional content that uh, I think is going to make it you know a lot of fun, and there's just a lot of choice. So they're kicking the festival off on Thursday night, May 6th, with a 60th anniversary screening of West Side Story, and so uh, I'm excited about that. Because uh, again, I, I I adore that film, but uh, they're also going to have a, a cast reunion conversation uh, with Rita Moreno, George Shakiris, and Russ Hamlin, who who are all still uh, all still alive. So uh, that I think will be um, very cool. Um, and then and then uh, you know the quote unquote linear programming on on uh tcm is going to be great as well as just you know a lot of great stuff on hbo max so it should be a really fun weekend for classic movie lovers and uh you know we'll still have to lick our wounds since we aren't able to go in person because that's such a fun festival you know it's usually held in los angeles well you know everyone they've done has been held in los angeles and uh just in these great movie palaces there in Hollywood and um, they bring a lot of talent in or people that are still alive that worked on the films or, or even starred in the films and uh, it's it's a great experience and and uh, I really enjoyed the virtual film festival last year and I'm excited to try it out again this year 
I've got, I'll have links to the to the website in the podcast notes on my blog. So this month's three by director is Brad Bird. Now this this feature is I I pick I pick a director that I like and and I watch three uh, films from this director and then just present them to you. Uh, you know, more often than not, these directors have have a large body of work uh, to choose from. Uh, the three films I Brad Bird is is quite interesting because uh, he. He began his filmmaking career as as an animator. He um, uh, decided at a very young age that he wanted to become an animator, and so he he uh, I believe that what I read that at age eleven he had taken a tour of the Walt Disney Studios and just decided you know that's what he you know that's what he was going to want it to be, and uh, managed to get mentored by one of. What's referred to as, or who who is referred to as, one of the nine old men uh, at the Walt Disney Studios. Walt Disney named nine of his top animators the nine old men, referring, kind of tongue in cheek, referring to them to as uh, as the Supreme Court, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> uh, but these men were all masters of the craft, and uh, you know, just just incredibly good at what they did. Um, Milt Call, uh, who was who one of the nine old men who Brad Bird was in contact with, or he, who he corresponded with, um, mentored him. And Brad Bird eventually was able to get a scholarship after you know he graduated from high school. <laughs> um, but he got a scholarship uh, at uh, the California Institute of the Arts um, also known as Cal Arts, um, which is in Southern California, and, and a lot of um, Walt Disney himself helped found that art school, and they have, of course, an outstanding animation program. And uh, a lot of the animators that you know or would heard of uh, are graduates of Cal Arts, and that includes Brad Bird. So um, Brad Bird, uh, he one. His first full-length feature film that he wrote and directed was actually done at Warner Brothers, and um, and it's one of the films I picked. It's The Iron Giant, and I had the chance to see the... I, I of course, have seen The Iron Giant before, but I got invited by, um, by a friend uh, who had one of those viewing parties that movie theaters are doing these days where you can invite 20 of your friends... And and have have a private screening of, of a movie, and um, uh, she picked the Iron Giant, and that was really fun to see on the big screen. I, I'm not actually not sure if I had ever seen it on the big screen, if I had just seen it on, you know, TV on on you know DVD or 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 whatnot. Um, it's it's a real fan favorite. Uh, I I like the film. I can't say that I just love it. But it's it's a really solid film, and I can see why people really enjoy it. It's the story of a nine year old boy um, 
who's named Hogarth. Uh, it's set uh, in the 1950s. Um, it's set in a in, in a small town, but but uh, this enormous alien machine, aka you know who referred to as the Iron Giant, crash lands on Earth, and Hogarth Hogarth excuse me discovers him and and, and befriends him. Um, but the U.S. government shows up, and because uh, you know the, f- f- from this paranormal activity, and knows or believes that something suspicious is going on, and in a lot of ways it kind of turns into a to an ET thing where here this boy has got this bond with this with this machine, but then the government shows up and, and spoils it. Um, uh, but it's it's really interesting, you know. It's 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 a uh, uh, really kind of an anti-war film, I think, at its core, uh, because the Iron Giant is actually just, uh, he's a weapon. Uh, and so once he, once he gets triggered, uh, you know, the, 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 the creation itself of the, of the giant character is quite, is really quite clever, particularly when he turns into the weapon, uh, because he's really got some significant <laughs> power and abilities, but uh, it, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's a charming film, and and it has, I think, you know, of course, a good message at its core. Um, it's got a cool voice cast. Jennifer Aniston is the voice of Hogarth's mother. Harry Connick Jr. is uh, kind of plays the the the, uh, the romantic lead. Uh, of this, he's a, he's an artist in this town and and is kind of pursuing um, Hogarth's mom, you know, aka Jennifer Aniston, the voice of Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's all this uh, again. Then there's all these people playing government, you know, these government roles. Um, Vin Diesel actually is the voice of the Iron Giant, which is kind of which is kind of cool. Um, uh, John uh, Mahoney. Uh, who, who's a you know great a great actor and a great voice actor? Then anyway, um, the list goes on. But if you haven't checked out the Iron Giant, uh, I think it might it would be something to check out. And again, very representative of Brad Bird's creativity because he wrote it both he he wrote it and directed it. And uh, it's it's done in in two D you know two D animation at least with style. I think that there's clearly some some three uh, D animation elements that they use. Uh, particularly with the Iron Giant character, but it still it looks great. The you know the animation the animation holds up really well, and and uh, it's it's a very entertaining film. And again, kudos kudos to Brad Bird for this film. Um, Brad Bird uh, also has, has worked at Pixar Animation Studios. The film that I picked to watch um, was Ratatouille. Uh, from 2007, but he also directed um, both uh, the both Incredibles films, you know, the Incredibles, and then uh, Incre- the Incredibles and Incredibles Two. And uh, but anyway, I thought if I hadn't seen Ratatouille for a while, so I thought that that would be a fun one um, to watch, and and uh, it do- it never disappoints. I, I watched it on Disney Plus. And it's, it's such a good film. Brad Bird, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was hired, 
by Pixar to really kind of come fix the film. Uh, they were having some problems, story problems, etc., with it. And so uh, I don't know how much of the original script was is intact in the finished film. Bradbury gets a writing credit, and I think some and other people get um, story credit. But um, anyway, what what we end up with is an incredibly delightful film, and talk about uh, an overcoming all odds type of story <laughs> where uh, a, a Parisian rat, literally a rat, wants to be, uh, or actually he has he is he is a very good cook. And, uh, um, it's, 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 it's an incredibly clever and charming story. Uh, love the setting of course in Paris and in this restaurant, um, Patton Oswalt is the voice of, of our, our lead character who's named Remy. Um, but it's got a great, a great vocal cast and, it, the it's really all about the story in in this one and 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 again I think where Brad's where Brad Bird really shines uh, because this is it, this is one of those things where I think we're as a studio too Pixar really excels in in creating these outlandish <laughs> kind of having a story with an outlandish premise but they're able to pull it together. In, in really a most charming way. So I uh, love Rat Tattooey, and, and that was so really a delight to get to watch it again. And as I mentioned, I watched it on, it's, it's currently available on Disney+. Plus. Um, the last picture I, I, I selected from Brad Bird, um, he has also directed some live action films. And I think one of his best ones is... Uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol from 2011. So, uh, you know, with with these Mission Impossible movies, you know, these Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movies, uh, there's really kind of a, a set um, formula. And so it's not like Brad Bird um, reinvented the wheel with this film. But he brought just a really solid um, directorial touch to it. And, you know, the film's a knockout. And so, uh, you know, I think we can attribute a lot of that to him because here he here he directed it and, and he didn't blow it by any means. In fact, he, he totally excelled because it's terrific. Um, but then also, you know, it, it's a great uh, ensemble piece because there's, there's – uh, a lot, um, a lot going on <laughs> with this, with this movie. Um, it's, uh, of course stars, uh, Tom Cruise and he, uh, um, his organization that he works for, you know, the IMF gets shut down when it's implicated in the bombing of the, of the Russian Kremlin. Um, and his team has to go, the team has to go rogue basically um, to try to clear their names. And, uh, but it's got just a really, the, the cast, the, the ensemble cast is terrific. Again, there's Tom Cruise, of course, in this film, um, 
There's Jeremy Renner uh, and Paula Patton. Um, Simon Pegg is back for the fun, as uh, as he typically is in these in these films. And uh, one of the scenes that really stands out to me that just takes my breath away every single time, and I just don't know how they did it. Versus you know how much was 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 actually live and how much was done um you know with green screen and with special effects but the scenes that are filmed in uh Dubai are just such total knockout uh, they're at the Burj Khalifa which is uh i think still the tallest structure in the world and uh, there's just some amazing photography and some amazing stunt work that's 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 done. That honestly, it just it does it takes your breath away. Uh, but but uh, just solid, exciting film. And 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 uh, Brad Bird does the franchise proud, and he does himself proud as as uh, as a director. One I think just kind of a trivia note about Brad Bird. He also sometimes does some. Uh, voiceover work again you know which i think is typical of people who work in animation they often are creating what i believe they call them a scratch track or something as one you know before they 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 hire the actors to to uh to to uh do the work but <laughs> brad bird is the voice of the character edna mode uh in in both incredibles films which cracks me up so so uh Anyway, three very different but terrific films from the talented director, Brad Bird. If you're uh, following me on social media, hopefully you're seeing uh, my movie of the week posts. I am picking a movie, um, posting it uh, typically on Mondays, and so you know it's kind of from Monday to Sunday. And really, my just my my purpose is is to recommend a movie that that hopefully uh, is one you 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 might enjoy watching during the week, and and uh, and just you know watch it anytime you want. And if you if you want to interact, I'd love it. Uh, uh, I've got posts. I'll have I'll have links. Excuse me to my Instagram and Twitter feeds uh, and the podcast notes on my blog. If you're not already following me there, but uh, since it just won Best Picture uh, during the Academy Awards that were held over the weekend, I picked uh, the film Nomadland, uh, directed by Chloe Zhao and starring Francis McDormand. Uh, it you know it was the film I had hoped was would win Best Picture and and I'm I'm so glad it did. Chloe Zhao also took home an Oscar for Best Director for you know her for directing Nomadland and then Frances McDormand also took home an Oscar for Best Actress. Uh, it's it's you know it's a beautiful film. It's a sad film, uh, but also. Uh, just uh, you know, a, a fascinating film about this uh, nomadic lifestyle that goes on in the U.S. Um, Frances McDormand, you know, clearly is an actress, but they worked with a lot of people that um, are actually living this lifestyle. Uh, it's kind of a 
it's kind of an approach to filmmaking that Chloe Zhao has used in her other films. Um, Chloe Zhao is my, um, you know, three by one of my three by directors that I've highlighted in the past. Um, and I, I'm just a huge admirer of her, of, of her, uh, work and can't wait to see what more, what she does in the future. But, uh, anyway, no man lands terrific. So glad I won for best picture. And, and I hope it's a movie that you, uh, might enjoy uh, it's streaming on hulu and i think also it's available for rent on other streaming services but if you're a hulu subscriber um then you can watch it without incurring any additional fees well that does it for this episode of the movies past and present podcast again links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespassandpresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. And as, as I just mentioned, please follow me on Twitter at, and on Instagram. Uh, I'm at moviespap, as in past and present. Uh, as always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth.